five four three two one zero and liftoff. Dispatches, a production of Blur Bank, is an in-depth look at those living artistic lives. Each episode will feature photographs and audio interviews with narrative pioneers who have taken creativity and publishing in their own hands. From artists to authors, photographers to philosophers, Dispatches will reveal the faces and foundations of those who lead the creative way. Hello, everybody. This is Dan with Blurb. I'm in, of all places today, Costa Mesa, California, in my house, and I'm actually interviewing my neighbor. So we've been talking about doing this for a long time, and we finally got around to it. And I have a very short list of questions, but I know talking to you, the best thing to do is just start talking. So I'm here with Phil Chipman, who's my neighbor, most importantly. Hi. Which is probably his greatest achievement in life, is to be our, our neighbor. Yes. He's, he's leaning back with his arms wide open. <laughs> and so uh, how are you doing today? No video. Okay. No video. No, all this right, is audio. Right, I can't so, put you on video. Right, that would okay. just be, would be too much. <laughs> None. It's too much bandwidth. Okay. So I'm going to classify you as atypical for being on my site compared to the people who've been on there already because I'm, I've been focused more on like classic creative industry people like designers and illustrators. I know. I know. I'm not, I'm, I, I am lumping you in there, but oh, let me get to this. I can't so, believe you said that. A lot of photographers some designers, you know, book people, et cetera. And you didn't come from that world. You came from a very different different world. But I want to back way, way, way up. That's true. I don't know your age, but we're going to back way up. 68. Go ahead. 68. Okay. Um, where where do you come from? I don't even know. Oh, I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So the Midwest. God, I knew it. It's You're so nice. I knew there had to be something. But aren't you from Michigan too? No, I'm from Indiana. Oh, see? Yeah, I it's grew all, up in Indiana. It's all the same. It's the same. Six months of Midwest, gray in the winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But nice people. Oh, yeah. Excellent people. Salt. Salt. I, as a kid, thought Indiana was just absolutely the most amazing place in the world until I left. And then I was like, wait a minute. There's, there's an outside world. Not to knock uh, the Hoosier State. I used to I, I love like to ride a motorcycle through fields. Oh, I love it. Farms. Farms. Roads. Cornfields. Oh. And then I flew an airplane. I got a place. And you could land anywhere. You could fly anywhere. There's no rules in Indiana. None. Freedom. Ultimate freedom. Only yeah. thing you saw were water towers. And you knew where you were because they wrote oh. the name <laughs> Waukesha. <laughs> so you are an engineer, but... Yeah. So how old were you when the mechanical side of life began? Oh, it started when I was a kid. Yeah, like how old? Erector sets. Yeah. Seven, eight. I yeah. don't know. It's Lincoln Logs. Those are the first toys I got. Yeah, I know. But like... Besides I, a, a, a plastic... Uh, Saxophone. I got them too, but I couldn't really build anything. That's probably where the... Oh, I got off on erector sets, nuts yeah. and screws. and So I don't know where that comes from, though. Yeah, but what, are you, what about your parents? Uh, he was a designer, interior designer. Well, Actually, that's... he was an artist. He got an art Interesting. degree. Yeah. I should show you some of the paintings he does. He loves watercolors. And my mother was an artist. They met in art school. They went to uh, University of Michigan. And so, uh, so as a kid, you were encouraged to do this kind of thing? Mm, I was around it, but he was working. I didn't see him do any art until later in life. And so what do you mean when he was working? What was he doing? He was doing an interior design for men's oh, okay. clothing stores. So I'd go and help him. Okay. But I never would, you know, i do borders on his blue, you know, his drawings, and that was about it. But I never did any creative stuff with him, no. And so where did you go to school? Oh, well, Porter. That's a great school. <laughs> That's a wild, great school? <laughs> That's a big, important thing. I often think about it. Great it story. had more impression on me than college. Okay, and why is that? Well, I've been thinking about how the brain forms 
And uh, you know you can't get insur- you can't rent a car until you're 27 because the prefrontal cortex doesn't finish forming until you're 27. What do you mean you can't rent a car until you're 27? Because uh, you don't have discipline. Yeah, but you can legally because I have. I rent oh, you can, but yeah. it, high risk. They won't rent to college students and stuff like that at 27 because of the l- number of accidents that occur. And then it tapers <laughs> off because that part of the brain, and by the way, when you drink, that part of the brain goes, whoop, all discipline goes. Yeah. So self-control goes. Uh, and, but it, and that self-control gradually builds and in, 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 uh, grows into you, you know, it's formed into you. So, by, so 27 is kind of like the magic number for men. And 27 but it explains a lot. That's what, that explains why uh, men are young men are kind of crazy, you know, do stupid things. And also how many famous And that's people. why they get inducted into the military, because they don't, you know, take that mountain. Okay. Yeah. Older guy, are you crazy? I'm not going to take no mountain. <laughs> so you got problems there. <laughs> and how many famous people have died at 27 years oh, old? Oh, gosh, that's the magic number. I know. Jimi Hendrix, lot. I mean, yeah. Janice, you just name it. That's yeah. the magic number. And Why? No idea. Don't, I don't look either. at me. I, was, I, I got look. I'm gonna. Set, I'm just gonna clear the air That's here. Big, I got a D in college algebra, and the only reason I got a D is the guy did not want to see me back. I was a pure uh, F student. You're like my wife. The the high school teacher embarrassed her in front of class. Can you imagine? Oh, I can. And imagine. That stopped learning of math. Yeah, I hated it. I was it's mathematically terrible. illiterate. But my neighbor was a tutor, and she was a college oh, math nice. instructor, and she that's saved nice. me. I gave her son a ride to school. Well, nice how I got off. through college was a friend of mine. He did, the, he did the labs. I just delivered them to the professor. That was our deal. They were too complicated for me. I, but like I, I got a degree in aerospace engineering. From? Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. Aerospace engineering. Yeah. That is just frightening when I hear that. But I'm glad that there's people like you out there that can actually <laughs> do that. I, um, I installed hot tubs, but that's another uh, story. Well, that's actually pretty dangerous. Oh, yeah, it was. You know, dangerous. electricity and water? Mm. But you got to breathe glue all day long, which might explain some things. Uh, I built a lot of RC, a lot of models. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when I first moved here, which was probably 10 or 12 years ago, moved in here, kind of looked around, and I grew up in an area where everybody knew the neighbors really, really well. And so I started kind of of snooping around here and seeing who's on the street. And I remember driving by your garage. The garage door was open. Yeah. And the only thing I... What year was this? This was 10, 11 years ago. Okay. The only thing I can equate it to being a child of the 80s was uh, the movie Back to the Future... You have the Michael J. Fox character, and then you have the mad scientist character with the weird hair who builds, yeah. builds the DeLorean. Yeah. That was you. I looked, oh, I'm the mad scientist? Yeah. I looked in, and I was like, I don't know what's happening in that garage, but I remember maybe I'm Did imagining Did you see some this. welding? Yes. I saw oh some, like, there was like <laughs> don't an look. arc welder. I was afraid about my neighbors staring, sparks. you know, getting going blind. Yeah, there sparks like, flying. Oh, that's the grinding. Sparks yeah. just flying all over the place. Yeah, and I was like... Ruins your clothes. I don't know what's going on in there, but uh, I kind of want to find out. And okay. so it turns That's out, when I retired. That's when I started that project. And so where did you work for years, for years and years and years? Uh, Rockwell, and then Boeing bought Rockwell, so I and, retired from Boeing. And what did you do at Boeing? I became a chief engineer. I was an engineer, but software engineer mostly my career. And can you talk about anything? Yeah, I can you- talk about underwater defense, underwater uh, submarine warfare. ASW. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. And so you get it, it's highly, it's math intensive, but uh, we had <laughs> pretty, some pretty smart guys. So, but you got to analyze the um, acoustics, underwater acoustics, yeah. and you try to identify the submarine. And they can do it because certain, you know, they're huge propellers. Oh, yeah. Huge, huge propellers. The but they each have their own signature. Because they all have little nicks or bends or whatever like you that. You mean each one, it's like a fingerprint? Yes. Okay. And, that's, and they fingerprint these subs. 
And that's what you did. All across, was, all around the world. And, and so with a hydrophone stuck in the water, yeah. they could, and they can listen. They passively just listen. And then they look at the lophograms, or these are the readouts of the, yeah. the patterns, yeah. you know, because you have to put it, but yet it has to go in the frequency domain. But they can look at these patterns. They can say, oh, I know that propeller. I know what sub that is. Uh, Boom. Interesting. And, they get, and where it is and what time it is. It's all... And so you helped develop that software. We developed systems. I was part of a team. This is about five or six engineers. You build uh, equipment that analyzes this data, and they put it aboard submarines, or they put it in labs. So they're, in fact, we did one for the French. So I won't do. We did one for way away. Australia. All right. You Let's know, not all around the world. We don't discriminate. We don't discriminate. Oh, you kidding? It's a corporation. Was it? this a particularly creative job? Oh yeah. It was. Oh yes. Okay. And I'm going to, you know, because when you asked me to do this, I started thinking, okay. You oh. started regretting it immediately. Right? No, no. I started, well, it's a challenge because the creative process is really tough to nail down because you don't learn it in school. It's a combination of growing up. Yeah. And part of that is being, playing an instrument. Oh, Huge. Oh, we're Musical, be- getting the brain as a young child, getting wired for music gets wired differently than people that don't. Yeah. And that goes a long way. A friend of mine who is a very good uh, software engineer, he says that the really good software designers are the ones that have musical background. Please tell me it's not too late for me because I started the guitar a month ago. I'm 46. <laughs> okay, they've just discovered recently yeah. that old people's brains or people mature brains old, you can get real what? You said old people's brains old and, and you looked at me and smiled. How 46. Well, come on, 46. When you were 20, if you met yourself, you'd say, oh, man, no. Jeez, have you done everything you wanted to do in life? No. <laughs> you don't have much time left. But anyway, uh, no, uh, the uh, music and how it flows, the intro and how everything harmonizes and, and it flows nicely and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of thing, just like a software program, same darn thing. If a software program is written correctly, it will play like a beautiful symphony. But if it doesn't, if it hurts and jerks around and screws it, it's going to fail, and it's going to be miserable for everybody involved. So recently, there's a site that I absolutely love online called Brain Pickings. Yeah. You ever heard of that? It's no. Maria Popova is the, the woman behind it. It's a fantastic site. And there was yeah. I randomly go on there periodically when I can, and I noticed there was an article about, about music in the brain mm-hmm. and how your brain works in a way that's unlike any other Thing you can possibly do in life. It, it, it allows and forces your brain to work in a way that's truly unique. And mm-hmm. it's one of the most, the best exercises you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. And I read that article and then was in Santa Fe a month and a half ago, randomly took a guitar lesson from a friend who'd been offering for years. And yeah. it was like something in me just clicked and said, this is something I really need to do. And it's been, I've been possessed by it ever since. So possessed. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's I, fascinating, I, isn't it? It's it, like going, opening a door on a whole different world. Yeah. That's true. And entering a new... It's true, yeah. Music is like that. And it's weird because just when I think I've learned something interesting, then you just realize that there there are just so... There's an endless number of layers behind Endless variations with just 12 notes. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back here to the creative theme here. Yeah. And you worked at you worked as a as an aerospace engineer. Yeah. Software person. Yeah. Underwater submarines. That's how I got my job, software. And then... But at the same time, you were doing things in your garage down here, including building an airplane. And well, I've which, always done that, yeah. Which flew. And yeah, that was the Mitchell wing, yeah. You built this thing from yes. scratch. Uh, it was a kit, but I built the cage and the motor. I mean, I got the motor installed. I did a unique thing to it. Yeah, well, I mean, just. But to I build- talked to the original designer. 
he was actually on the team for the flying wing, you know, the Northrop Grumman oh, flying yeah, yeah. wing. Yeah. And he says, that thing, it had problems, but I fixed it in my design. <laughs> but to, to build something and then literally take it off the ground like that requires, yeah. I mean, because oh, there's a God. lot that one can go wrong. One of the more exciting things in my whole life. Yeah, it was one of the most exciting. Oh, it was. No doubt about it. It's You know how you think back on your life, like there are certain events yeah. that just stick out? That's... That is, that's a, that's one of them right there. And where did you first fly? What was El Mirage? El Mirage. It was, it, the sun was setting, and I was uh, scooting along the ground. And I couldn't get the thing to go off. Uh, I mean, take off. Yeah. And so I just said, Ah hell, I'm just going to nail the throttle and go as fast as I can. And then I pulled back on the stick, and the dang thing popped off into the air, just like an elevator, just went whoosh, like this. <laughs> and I, I can't tell you the feeling. It was so exciting, and yeah. it flew like a dream. Was it scary? Just like the designer said it would fly. It wasn't scary. It was exciting. It was adrenaline rush. Have you ever surfed or anything like that? Yeah. You get up. There's something about adrenaline. You just get the and you get up on the board and and then it's all over and then you you're going like what happened? But you're exhausted. Yeah. I mean something. It just you just go into a different a whole different. Uh, when did you start surfing? Fifty three years old. A friend of mine says, "Yeah, I'm too old." I said, "I'm too old." He said, "Nah, you're not too old." Give it a try. And so I saw, then I started seeing all these old guys, you know, on longboards yeah. and stuff. Then I picked it up. 53. 53. And so what I'm seeing here is there's a, there's a sort of theme running through your life that is surfing, music. Yeah. Well, you just, you just hit upon something else, too. I like to take risk. But at least calculated risk. You know, I don't want to do something stupid, you know, like parachute out of a plane. But, I, uh, but it's, it's that feeling of, uh, that exciting feeling. Not motorcycle riding, flying an airplane, surfing—same darn feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what, 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 and how do you think that those things work together? Music. That's a darn good question. There's something in my. There's something so exciting about it that when it happens and then it's over, it's over so quick too. You just go like, what? What happened? I'm just. That was just the most unbelievable feeling I just. You gotta had. go somewhere like Chile and get these like minute and a half rides. On what? Surfing. Oh, yeah, they have, have long rides. Have well, I got a long ride here at uh, oh, uh, Huntington Beach. Huntington, come on. Yeah, it was at least, I, it must have been 45 seconds long. Really? I, yeah. That's long. It was long because they break way out. Okay. And, you, and, and once in a hundred times, you'll catch this one wave, and it'll go all the way to shore. And you're just, you're just going like, I can't believe I'm still going. That's what brings And you then back. other surfers will look up at you, and they go like, you know, give you a <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs up to the old guy. Yeah, well, yeah, that's part of it too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes you feel good. <laughs> and so, what? Um, you're retired now. What was that like? Ten years. Yeah. When you saw me in the garage, that was my first year of retirement. I didn't realize it till just now. And I started that project. That project actually started uh, the design thinking of it. The plane. The uh, no, the, uh, the car. car. Yeah, that's what I want to get to. Yeah, now. the car. The car took many years of thinking. That's what and and the car. Let's let's go back and give people. But that a, was fun. A little oh, information here. So you built in essence an electric car. Right. But it's not a typical electric car. Not and at it all. It took how long from from basic inception of the idea to. Completion? I think about five years, maybe six years. And what is this thing? What is it? Yeah, I mean, I have a. I oh, have it's an electric vehicle, uh, and it's called a reverse trike. Okay. And, and go on the highways, licensed. Yeah. And uh, three, three wheels. Three wheels. One in the back, two in the front. Two in the front, which is the safest way to go. And um, it's minimally. It's it's a minimal vehicle. It's it's as light as possible. So my aeronautical background, you learn how to design structurally safe uh, vehicles or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but with the lightest material and the lightest techniques, you know, so, so I had that in my background. Okay. So I, apply, I applied that to a ground vehicle, which hadn't really been done that well. Okay. And uh, because electric vehicles, everything is about weight, everything. So you make it as light as possible to get the most batteries you can in there. And uh, that was the challenge. And uh, it was thrilling. And I applied a lot of aircraft uh, technology and strategies, and uh, it worked. What's the name of the car? Wind. Wind. Now have a World in a New Direction. That's my wife. Because oh. I went look, looking on the web on Coyote, Puma, you know, name it something like that, you know. All taken. World in a New Direction. That's what Lena came up with. That's She's really brilliant. Yeah. I thought, and then you called it Breaking Wind. That's not, I know. That's I had not a, fair. Yeah, I had a derogatory <laughs> name for it. I had to. I mean, you, you were no, getting... the funniest thing. I've been looking for a funny thing about the car. But actually, it's brilliant. You because uh, you are breaking wing because the 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 uh, form of the car is aerodynamic. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. Uh, it's got a pin. What is it called? A boat tail. You, you know, everybody knows that car. Everybody knows every, the car. Everybody that lives well in, in this, this area, in this general area. If yeah. you say you know the white car, yeah, the white car. They see it. I got I got so many, especially little kids. You know, you'll see them plastered up against the face of the van. You know, like <laughs> waving. And you put your surfboards on top, and you take yeah, it down yeah, to yeah. Go take it. Do, oh, good. Take it to the beach all the time. Yeah. Now, looking at our culture as a collective here, yeah. and looking at your past. And oh, this is against the stream. And thinking about totally. grade school and thinking about college oh. and being an engineer and yeah. working for Boeing and retiring and building planes and cars and doing things. The car was not, like you said, the car goes against the gasoline culture. It goes the, against everything. Yeah. And, it even goes against car design. And so how did that, were there like... Hoops? I had to break, that, and that's another good topic, because in, in, in designing this car, I had to mentally break... These molds, because as soon as you say car or vehicle, boom, what comes to mind? Four wheels, yep. tons of steel, you know, stuff you'd seen for my phone, excuse me. Oh, what do you got? A, you got a hot call coming in? You didn't uh, turn your phone the, off? The, 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 the plumber's coming. Look at this leak in the house. <laughs> Jeez, you're busy. Lunch days. This is a hot plumbing, day. Plumbing, electrician. And we went over my schedule and when I could see you again, but then you're going to be gone on Friday. Yeah. That was a bummer. I, so, better call, I bet this wife. Special. That's a special. You have thing. a flip phone. Well, you have yeah. a flip phone. Yeah, I don't like the new phones. I don't either. I want a flip phone, and someone told me I can't get a flip phone. Anymore. Yeah, you can. You can still get it. Are there's you going to take the... that call now? Well, you're, you're going to. I don't the... answer my wife's. There's one sacred thing in life. Your wife in retirement. Yeah, it's my wife. All right. Well, I'm going to let you take the call in the middle can of the interview. Can we take a break? Uh, sure. All right. We were after you taking a phone call. We were talking about sort of going against the grain and... Huge. Yeah. It's the biggest thing about create. One of the bigger things about creativity. Because to think of something brand new to solve a problem, you have to... They always say think outside the box. And that's a tired saying. But actually, you have to break. You have to dispel. You have to say, quit, quit thinking that thing. What does it take to solve this problem? So, uh, and the big thing was weight with the vehicle. So I had to think, I can't think, quit thinking car. So I had to get rid of car out of my vocabulary. It's like you had to trounce your vocabulary. Forget it. You need new, new words. So I, I used the word vehicle. Okay, so that doesn't pigeonhole me. And then I had to think, okay, what doesn't weigh a lot? Oh, bicycles don't weigh a lot. Motorcycles don't weigh a lot. ATVs, they don't weigh a lot. And there's tons of them around. I had to yeah. get, because I can't design axles and hubs and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to borrow from all these things that exist. You know, it's like when people recycle or reinvent and they make a house out of old stuff. 
So I had to do that with a vehicle. And I also, the other thing that drove me is the world is in a hell of a problem. We got to get away from burning fossil fuel. We got to get away from these heavy, heavy vehicles. Mm-hmm. I know it's more dangerous, but it's like a motorcycle. A lot of people ride motorcycles. But how can we do that? Okay, so I'm going to use these parts you can get anywhere mm-hmm. around the world. You can go to India and get get these parts. In fact, I had a guy look and said, "Oh, I can, we can build that in India." He was all excited. So that proved that the vehicle and the, and the design, is, it's, it's obvious enough to anybody that looks at it, oh, I can build one of those. So that was, that was really my goal. I really haven't achieved that goal. But I wanted to prove that this was safe enough and this yep. was functional enough and it was practical enough to actually use day to day. And it, was, it, gets five, you know, it gets 500 miles a gallon, I mean equivalently. So it, um, it's been an exciting, that was one of my, my exciting journeys in life. So you said something to me earlier today, which was uh, something about time and about retirement. Retirement gives you the time required to huge, be creative. Huge, because the stress of having a job, you, you try to do something creatively. And a lot of these projects are multi-year projects, mm-hmm. and they require a focused amount of attention for a amount of time. You go to a job, and then you get hit on your, by your boss or your people at work for you or whatever, and you just get ripped out, and then it's just like, boom, I'm on another path. And if you then you go home, you go. It takes time. I used to have to drink actually, yeah, to get back into that mode of thinking. And then when you're in that mode of thinking, then these ideas flow. Oh, I can do this. It's almost like it's a rush. And then uh, and then you put that idea on paper. And then and then if you're smart, you you sleep on it or you think about it. Then you go back to the next day because you're all all the time you're. Somehow in the background, your mind is going like, well, is that a good day? Is that really going to work? And then you go through all the scenarios. Oh, that's going to break. Oh, that's stupid. I get to think of something else. So you're constantly thinking that way. And then, so you revise it. So I like taking a long time. And then because you revise, because by the time you cut metal, or you commit yourself, which you can't, sometimes it's very hard to go back. On paper, you say, oh, I can, okay, boom. I, I feel good about this. And the way you know you feel good is it, it stays. You keep rethinking, oh, yeah, that'll work. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. It won't flip over. It won't kill me, you know. I won't get crushed. I won't crash oh, I'll put in the, the batteries desert. in front. I won't put the batteries right in the middle, get electrocuted in a crash. No, I'll put them as far away as I can from me. Oh, that, that sounds good. And guess what? The waitress distribution is fine. It's going to handle good because it's so light. When I sit in it as a major piece of weight, that means the weight distribution is going to be 50-50. And it proved, and I won races with it. By the way, I don't know if I told you. Yeah, I, I ran so. the UCI yeah. race. It performed marvelously on the racetrack. Oh, this is okay. You want to answer that? Yeah. Okay. I got out. That was good. I, I enjoyed that because it's very rare I get to talk to anybody about this process. In fact, this is the only time. So, I think about it a lot, but I don't talk to anybody about it. W- Someone who's lived such an, an amazing life, and you've been very successful in being creative and playing music and surfing Luckily, and designing things. Very, what, I feel what, very what, ad, what advice do you have for like for? Because look, I, I spend a lot of time. I go don't to art get schools. divorced. Don't leave your job. Don't get don't get divorced. Don't leave your job. <laughs> Those are good. <laughs> Try to find a job that you lo- you can lose yourself in, because the job the work will become more important. Because in every job you're going to get a holes that are going to bother the hell out of you. Yeah, it's just life. Um, so, yeah, so the work has got to be so, uh, so involving that you can uh, per- persist through that. Because if you change jobs and you got benefits and plan, it just, it's a mess. It's just like getting divorced. What about the creative side? Like, what about it? It seems to be on a different path. It really isn't bothered by all that. It's just finding the time. 
In fact, that's the hardest thing to do is to have the discipline to find the time because there's so many distractions. Distractions are all over the place just walk into your house. And... So, yeah, finding the time. So we're going to do this again. Okay. Because there's no way I can capture you in a single interview. And so <laughs> okay. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to do this. And then uh, That was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it.